evening, I have been assigned the topic, Our Christian Pyramid. And uh, when I first saw the topic, I thought, okay, I'm going to be talking about the foundation of our faith and what that's built on and Jesus Christ is the rock and foundation of the pill, pill, the foundation of the apostles and prophets. And then I looked at the explanation and it was talking about priorities. It was talking about do we put, do we put too much emphasis in things that we should not emphasize? And so I'm going to spend actually a little bit of time talking about both, but mostly about priorities because that's what the explanation part was. But I do want us to address when you're building a pyramid, you have to start with a good foundation. And when we're building our lives, we have to start with a good foundation too. So I want us to think about, even if just briefly, our foundation. And the easiest thing for me to think about when I think about our foundation is some occurrences that happen with Jesus in Matthew 22, Mark 12, and in Luke 10. What happens in those three passages? I know you've had a lot to eat and it's been a long day, so I'm going to ask you a question to make you answer it. What happens in those three passages? Does anybody remember? Jesus is asked a question. What is the greatest commandment? In one case, in one case, it's what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? It comes in a couple of different forms, but the the point of the the questioning, the point of the, the story is exactly the same. What could be said most important, but I'm thinking about it. What is our foundation? What is everything else built on? And Jesus has two responses to that. Now, he had... The entirety of the law. Think about all of the law. He had the Sabbath. He had all the feast days. He had all the sacrifices. He had all the cleanliness rules. He had the dietary laws. He had all the entirety of the old law. And he's been asked to narrow it down to one thing. And what was the one thing he narrowed it down to? Love the Lord your God. How much? With everything. Your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, everything, every part of your being. And then he added a second one, which was what? Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God with every part of your being and love your neighbor as yourself. And he made this comment. He said, on these two hang all the law and the prophets. I've thought about that. On these two, everything else is based. If those were the only two laws we had, we'd do okay following God. Think about it. Now, we might not know some of the details, but even in our Christian lives, if we loved our neighbor as ourselves, Would there be any need to tell us not to murder or not to steal or not to cheat or not to lie or not to to commit adultery or not to covet? I mean, there, there would be no rule that we don't need those other laws if we follow that one. Love the Lord your God with all your being. If we can do that, 
whatever God wants me to do, that's what I'm going to do. I don't have to think about it. This is the foundation of our faith. Okay, that's that's my point. If you're thinking about a pyramid as building a foundation, which is where my first thoughts went when I saw the topic, this to me is the foundation. But I think it's also an important part if we think about priorities. If we think about this topic in, in the realm of establishing a system where we know what is most important. That's also what Jesus was being asked, wasn't it? What's the most important thing? I know I've used this analogy at different places, and you've even if you've not heard me use it, you've probably seen it somewhere. The rocks in the jar, right? You got big rocks, you got little rocks, you got sand, you got water. Make it all fit. And there on the left, as you see, is it your left? Yeah. There on the left, as you see, if you start out with the, the sand, what happens as you get to the bigger rocks? They don't fit in the jar. But if you start with the bigger rocks, you can get the other stuff to fit in around the bigger rocks. The point of that is that we must get the big things in first. We have to figure out how to get the important things in there first. There's going to be things in our life that are going to be big rocks, and we have to make sure that we get those in. Because if we do other things first, when it comes time to put the big things in, they're just not going to fit. They won't make it. They won't make it into our life. And we know how this works, right? Anytime somebody asks us to do something that was not already on our schedule, what do we say? We're, we're trying to fit it in. We're seeing how we can fit it in. And once in a while, we can just fit it in without doing a lot of work. But sometimes... We have to pull other stuff out in order to fit that in. We have to take something we'd scheduled or something we had thought we were going to do and not do that. Put that aside and maybe do it another time, but not do it now. We change our schedule. We change our schedule so we can fit in that thing that we have decided is important. Uh, In our lives, we have to figure out how to put the big things in first. So how do we do that? Mentally, when we're thinking through our life and our priorities, how is it that we do that? Well, there's two main ways. If you ever get a list, right? Anybody else here ever gotten a honeydew list? I get honeydew lists. Especially if I've been gone for a while, I come home and there's a list of things I need to do. I can't do them all at once. A lot of times I can't even do them all in the same day. So it's a matter of figuring out what I'm going to do. How am I going to organize that? And one way is to de-emphasize the unimportant. I look at the list and I figure out what can wait. What is not as important as the others? In Galatians chapter 5, 
and verse 24, Paul writes, those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. They've put to death the passions and desires. They have decided there are things about their life that are not that important, and they've put those aside. But once in a while, if you're looking at that list of things we need to accomplish or you need to get done, something jumps out on the page, right? Something in that list you take note of and you go, wow, that needs to be done right now. The upstairs toilet is leaking. I can't wait. It's got to be dealt with right now. So another way to prioritize our, our lives is to emphasize what is important. Figure out. What is the, the, the important things? Colossians chapter 3 and verses 1 and 2. Paul writes, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. This is Paul telling us to figure out the important stuff. So, We can de-emphasize the unimportant. We can emphasize the important, but get this. We can also do both. We're able to multitask. We can look at the things in our life and we can figure out both at the same time, what's important and what's not important. And Paul even addresses that in Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 through 15. Paul writes, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of Jesus Christ. This is Paul saying, do both at once. If you can do one and you can do the other, try doing them at the same time. At the same time, figure out what you need to leave behind and figure out what you need to reach for. Figure out what is unimportant and figure out What is important? That's the only way we're going to get all the rocks to fit in the jar. It can't happen any other way. So let's say we get our priorities all figured out and we think we've got it nailed down and we think we've got a nice system of what we think is really important and what we think is sort of important and what we think is not important at all. Is it possible to lose track of those priorities? Yeah, we say that about people all the time, don't we? Well, they just got their priorities all messed up. We don't like to say that about ourselves. We'll say it about other people. But sometimes we can too. In Revelation chapter 2, Jesus has this message for the church at Ephesus. Revelation chapter 2, starting with verse 1. To the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things says he who holds the stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the golden lampstands, I know your works, I know your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience, and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. That sounds like a great group, but Jesus isn't done. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. You've left your first love. What you used to think 
was important, you no longer seem to think is important. He goes on, remember, therefore, from those from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. They used to have their priorities straight. They'd lost that. And Jesus is giving them a chance to set it back right again. He's given them an opportunity to figure out again what the big rocks are and get those in first. They had a lot of things that they were doing. But they weren't getting them all in. They weren't getting some very important things in. Matthew chapter 16, starting with verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me. Anybody here desire to come after Christ? I do. If you desire to come after Christ, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world? You know this. And what? Loses his own soul. Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? What does it profit? Let's think about that for a second. Because in this world, if we're being a chameleon... And we begin to act and look and behave and make decisions similar to the world. We're going to see priorities a little bit different than what God wants us to see. We need to ask ourselves questions like, what does it profit if I have the most money? In the end, what does that really mean that I died with the most money? What does it matter if I climb to the very top of my profession? I'm, I'm state renowned. I'm national, nationally renowned. I'm world renowned for what I do. I am absolutely the best. What have you really gained? What have I gained if I am the best athlete? I'm the best baseball player. I'm the best soccer player. I'm the best tennis star. It doesn't matter. What does that really get us? What does it matter if I have the most friends? What does it matter if I am the most likable person in the city? What does it matter if I have the most friends on Facebook? The most Twitter followers? It doesn't matter. Are those your big rocks? If those are your big rocks, there's going to be some really important things that you're not going to be able to fit in. There's going to be some really important things that are just simply not going to make it into your life. We have to decide, are these types of things the most important? Or is love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and your neighbor as yourself, are those the most important? Because if these things are our big rocks, it's going to be hard to fit God in there. 
it's going to be hard to fit loving our neighbor in there. So why is this important? In John chapter 21, there's an interesting back and forth with, with, between Jesus and Peter. And I know you know the whole discussion, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. But I just want you to think about the question that Jesus asks Peter. His question is, do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than these? The question becomes, what are the these that he's talking about? What is he comparing it to? What's he putting on the balance, on the scale? Well, it could be the people that are sitting there with him. It could be the fellow apostles. It could be the meal that they just ate. It could be the the sea that they're sitting beside that Peter so loved to fish in. There could be a lot of things that Jesus is talking about, but in the end, Jesus is talking about everything. Anything and everything that is physically important to Peter, Jesus is saying, do you love me more? And Peter gets to kind of fill in the blank, doesn't he? Do you love me more than these? We have to ask the same question. If we were sitting with Christ, having a conversation over a meal, And Jesus looked at us and said, do you love me more than? Each of us needs to answer the question, what would Jesus put in there? Do you love me more than your job? Do you love me more than your house? Do you love me more than your bank account? Do you love me more than your popularity? Do you love me more than we get to fill in the blank? And it's really important that we're honest with ourselves in answering that. Because that shows our priorities, our current priorities. It shows what we think is most important. In Matthew chapter 10, Matthew chapter 10, starting in verse 32. Therefore, whoever confesses me, this is Jesus talking before men, him I will confess before my father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my father who is in heaven. Do not think, this is important what Jesus says, do not think that I came to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come, and we heard this verse earlier this weekend, I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against his mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be those of his own house. Whoever, he who, sorry, he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. He who loses his life for my sake will find it. 
there's some very difficult do you love me more thans in there. That is a hard saying. I love my wife very much. I don't know where I would be without my wife. But I'm supposed to love God more. I love my children. I'm supposed to love God more. I have reached the age where I love my grandchildren. I am supposed to love God more. Do you love me more than these? That doesn't mean we don't love them. It doesn't mean we don't take care of them. It doesn't mean we don't cherish them and protect them and try to raise them in the word of God. In fact, loving God means I do all those things. But I'm supposed to love God more. More than those things. Mary chose. Mary chose. In Luke chapter 10, Mary chose what? That good part, which cannot be taken away from her. What was she doing when Jesus said that? She was sitting at his feet listening. She loved Jesus more than taking care of the physical needs of the people that were in her home. She loved Jesus more than she loved her sister, who was trying to take care of those physical needs. Mary chose. David chose. In Psalm 27 and verse 4, David writes, One thing I have desired of the Lord. One thing. Now, we know the story of David well enough to know that he didn't always stick to that. He messed up. He lost his priorities from time to time. But when pointed out to him that his priorities had gotten all askew, he fixed it. He put his house back in order. He got his life back right. And he loved God more than all of these. And think of all the these that David had. King of a country, all the wealth, all the power, all the notoriety. Mary chose and David chose and we must choose. We have to choose what is our most important thing. We have to choose what is going to be our biggest rock in the jar. We must choose. We talked about choices a little bit yesterday. Our priorities, what is most important to us, what our foundation is all about, are all choices that we must make every single day. By our choices, we set our foundation and priorities and we proclaim to the world and we show God who we are. We show what we really value. So we have to ask the question, each of us individually, what are our big rocks? What is more important than my soul? Over time, 
we will show all those around us what our big rocks are by the decisions and the choices that we make. 